0: support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandmascatering.com.
1: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nugia Dean. Today is Tuesday, July 26th. Coming up, we'll hear from a political newcomer running for the Democratic nomination for the open U.S. Senate seat in Missouri.
0: My job right now is to go around this state, figure out what people are suffering from, and figure out how to help them.
1: But first, some headlines. Authorities are investigating yesterday morning's suspicious fire at Vivian Oaks Apartments in North Kansas City. KCUR's Beck shackelford Wangonga reports two people were found dead. The Kansas City Field Division for the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives joined the investigation already underway by the Kansas City Police Department's bomb and arson unit. Homicide detectives also responded to the scene. A KCPD spokesperson told KCUR the investigation is still in its early stages and the cause has yet to be identified. Arson investigations tend to take time, the spokesperson said, and the medical examiner's office will determine the victim's cause of death. More than 85,000 advance votes have already been cast in Kansas for the August 2nd primary. The latest data from the Kansas Secretary of State shows Republicans turning out slightly more than Democrats by mail and in person. Voters can weigh in on the constitutional amendment on abortion rights, even if they aren't affiliated with a political party. University of Kansas political science professor Patrick Miller says it's notable that unaffiliated voters are participating in unusually large numbers. Any signs of livelier engagement from those voters would definitely be a better sign for the no side. Today is the last day that Kansas voters can apply for an advance mail ballot. Mail-in ballots must be postmarked by Election Day to be counted. A deal to bring a $4 billion Panasonic plant to Kansas lacks requirements for how many jobs it will create or how much those employees will earn. Dylan Lyson of the Kansas News Service has more.
0: The Kansas City Star reports that Kansas is giving more than half of the $830 million of incentives to Panasonic just for building the plant, even if it never employs anyone. Government subsidy experts say that's unusual and a huge gamble. Panasonic could then fall short of the 4,000 new jobs touted in the deal, and the company can pay the employees low wages, causing the state to collect little income tax. Governor Laura Kelly's office said she is confident Panasonic will hire enough workers to make the deal beneficial to Kansas.
1: Democratic U.S. Senate candidate Lucas Kuntz has never held political office. The Marine veteran and former federal employee has outraised every other candidate in the race, including those on the competitive Republican side. Kuntz spoke to KCUR's Steve Kraske about how he hopes to eliminate the filibuster and insider trading among members of Congress. Here's their conversation edited for length from UpToDate.
2: So, why run for the U.S. Senate right out of the gate? Why not? Why not work your way up in politics by becoming a state senator or a city council member? Because in the Marines, you didn't become a captain until you were a
0: lieutenant, right? That sounds like a good way for people to get corrupted to me, right? Like the biggest problem with our system right now is that people start taking money from the wrong folks early on, and by the time they get to a certain point in their career. That's all they know, that's the people they talk to, that's who they're surrounded by, and they forget where they come from if they ever came from somewhere somewhat decent to begin with, right? And they're making decisions that strip our communities for parts. They sell our industries overseas, they destroy our neighborhoods, they don't care about it because they only care about the people who are funding their campaigns. I mean, I've seen that with my old neighborhood, right? Like, if you go back to that neighborhood, magical place, right, where people had enough to take care of each other, The first house I ever lived in now is an empty lot. It's been bulldozed down. The one I joined the Marine Corps out of has got boards all over it. The corner store is boarded up. The grocery store where they let my mom float a check is now gone because a Walmart came in on that side of town and ran it out of business. And now, you know, if you're going to try to get through the end of the month now, you're getting a payday loan at 620% interest because... Because politicians, career politicians, were bought off by private equity people who decided that that would be a good way to squeeze just a little bit more out of the working class and got us to change our laws, to make usury legal. And so for me, I think that's a terrible way to do it. You know, I got real expertise. I've led you arms control negotiation delegations with NATO and Russia. I've done procurement at the Pentagon. I've seen exactly how these things work. I've worked at a very high level help the Biden administration with a competition policy executive order to make our markets more free. I have real experience here, and my experience does not include taking money from all these folks.
2: Hmm. Let's turn to some key issues here in this race, Lucas. Much of the country has been paying attention to the January 6 hearings. What should be the outcome of those hearings, in your view?
0: I mean, they should go through them, and then there should be accountability for anyone who committed a crime. And, uh, you know, We see right here in Missouri the way that there is a double standard for leaders in power, people with wealth, people who have access, and never any accountability. You see it right here in this race, right? Like let's talk about Eric Brighton. The guy's a criminal. If you or I or anyone who's listening had done what he did, we would be in prison right now, stealing from your veterans' charity to run a campaign, assaulting someone. He was clear of that though, wasn't he? He was was clear clear of
2: that charge of stealing money.
0: Here's what he did, he made a deal to avoid indictment where he was willing to resign to avoid indictment. That's what happens when you're rich and powerful in this country, there's no accountability. Unless, I mean, it's the same thing when you talk about insider trading, right? How many members of Congress conduct insider trading? A ton of them, they get busted for it all the time. Every 10 years or so they get in trouble for it. Uh, You know, in 2012, there was a big expose, they were caught. And so they passed a law saying they would police themselves and it's called the Stock Act, fine each other $200 every time they violated the law. Hmm. That's something a, you want to insane. change. Yeah, that's crazy. Members of Congress shouldn't be able to own stock. And like, here's the deal again, this is about accountability. If you, me or Martha Stewart, conduct insider trading, just ask Martha what happens, right? You're going to jail. However, politicians in power, $200 fine. Sometimes, about 40% of the time. Has, and so this is the type of things that I want to go after as a senator.
2: Has Donald Trump broken the law based on what you've seen?
0: I'm not watching the January 6th hearings every day. I'm out here campaigning. Uh, it sure seems like it, but like I said, I haven't followed them. I'm not watching them. And when you go around Missouri, most people aren't watching the January 6th hearings or paying a lot of attention to this. Because on their hierarchy of needs, they're worried about food on the table. They're worried about inflation. They're worried about the fact that the people who run this country on both sides are shipping all of our jobs overseas, shipping our, our opportunity overseas, selling our farmland to China. Like the members of Congress right now should do their job on January 6th hearing, figure it out. Right. My job right now is to go around this state, figure out what people are suffering from and figure out how to help them.
2: Speaking of shipping jobs overseas, you have a Marshall Plan for the Midwest that would redirect federal spending from nation building in other countries back here to the heartland.
0: What do you want to do? I want to invest in America. I am so tired of every time we spend money in this country, every time there's a recession, we do one thing with money. We give it to Wall Street and we tell them to figure out what to do with it. And you know what they do? They screw us every single time. We saw that in the Great Recession. We gave them massive bailouts. And then I had Marine after Marine come into my office when I got back from Iraq and come to me and say, sir, I just got back from Iraq and my house is gone. I don't know what happens. Didn't we just bail these banks out? They were being foreclosed on illegally by these banks who we had just bailed out uh, in violation of the Service Member Civil Relief Act. And guess what? Nobody went, got in trouble or anything happened to them. How do you and stop so that then? You don't give money to wall street to solve our problems you invest here and so that's what the marshall plan for the midwest is it's actually invest in the next generation of energy technology here right right now our energy it's run by a cartel of multinational corporations russia and the saudis we need to build it out here western europe is looking for the next generation of energy because they finally figured out that buying russian gas might not be such a good plan And uh, they're not even looking to the United States. They're looking to China because Mm China is ahead of us on this.
2: You are pro-abortion rights. You favor ending the Senate filibuster to advance policy priorities, including extending abortion rights to the entire country. Do I have that right?
0: I favor getting rid of the filibuster to codify Roe versus Wade. I actually favor getting rid of the filibuster entirely, right? Like the filibuster is a tool for the status quo these massive corporations, to buy off fewer politicians to make sure nothing ever happens. But to if you did that, wouldn't
2: life. Republicans then reverse course when they control Congress and make abortion illegal again?
0: First of all, that's democracy, right? If people don't like what happens, then they turn around and vote for the other thing. The second thing is... Um, I don't believe that's going to be the case. And uh, and I'm not worried about them. I mean, the Republicans didn't get rid of the ACA. Uh, second of all, if they get rid of the filibuster, I think the filibuster is just gone. Like, if someone gets rid of it, it's gone. I have no doubt that Mitch McConnell would get rid of it in the future if he wanted to. I'm not worried about that. And then, you know, when we talk about abortion rights, I mean, we're talking about a state, Missouri, where we have a trigger law in place that went in, you know, first state to right. ban abortion outright, even in the case of rape or incest. That's too far, that's too far for Missourians. That's the type of big brother government that I saw in Iraq and Afghanistan, where where people have really no rights, unless you have wealth and power, right? And so what I see here is the country club Republicans who are so thrilled to put this trigger law into place, they're cool with it because it's never gonna affect them. Mm -hmm. They have wealth, they have power, they have access. It's a two-tiered society. They're still gonna go out of state to get abortions, they're going to send their family out of state to get abortions, just like they've always done. The so, people that this is going to hurt, well, the people this is going to hurt are the people in my neighborhood who don't have the means. We're going to have a two-tiered system of rights in this country, just like I saw in Iraq and Afghanistan. You got wealth and you have power. You get whatever you want. You don't. You're under the thumb of the people in charge.
2: Let's turn to guns. You favor background checks, if I understand correctly.
0: I'm wondering why. Yes, because I want to keep these weapons out of the hands of criminals, terrorists, and teenagers, I mean, when we talk about what the average Missourian wants, Republican, Democrat, independent, gun owner, non-gun owner, hang out with all of them, right? Grew up in Jeff City. I've been a Marine. Everybody wants to keep these weapons out of the hands of those people.
2: So even Republicans, you say, favor
0: background checks. Yeah, that's right. Expanded background checks, red flag protections, and an age limit or some sort of training that goes with that. And the reason that, uh, that people want that from both sides is, again, they want to keep the weapons out of the wrong hands. And because they don't want to get this to get so out of control that people start coming after their weapons, right? And so we got a situation where what pretty much everybody wants can't even happen because members of Congress are so stuck on, uh, you know, the people who fund their campaigns that we don't even get there. And some people ask me, like, well, how can you keep a teenager from getting a gun? I'm like, dude. I was in the United States Marine Corps. If anybody knows about giving an 18 year old a weapon, it's the United States Marine Corps, and you just don't hand them a weapon and a stack of ammunition when they come in, right? Oh, yeah. You get them, you put them through a background check, you check their references, you observe them for weeks they under stress at boot camp to make sure they can handle it. They only get the weapon in rounds after they know how to use it. They've been trained and under strict observation, right? Like we would think it's crazy to just give an 18 year old a weapon like that. and Let them go to town.
1: That was KCUR's Steve Kraske and Missouri Democratic U.S. Senate hopeful Lucas Kuntz. You can hear their entire conversation from up to date at KCUR.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Gabe Rosenberg and Lisa Rodriguez. For more local news from Kansas City's NPR station, visit KCUR.org, where you can also hear our live stream. Tomorrow, we'll have an interview with Trudy Bush Valentine, the other major Democratic candidate for the US Senate in Missouri. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon.